0: Welcome to The Six Again Podcast, your new destination for all things NRL. Here to bring you everything from team news to best bets are your hosts Adam Hoy and Jared Muton. Let's kick off. Hello and welcome into this fanboy
1: episode of The Six Again Podcast. My name's Adam. My name's Jared and tell everyone why you're a fanboy, what you did at the Sunshine Plaza today, please.
0: What I did there, I went to lunch with my son after he had a his eye appointment, uh, mm. six month checkup after his surgery. All was going well. Guy. Yeah, it yeah. was going well. Um, and because there was a little chant, we only got lunch. And then on the walk back to the car, I saw this massive bloke in a salmon shirt and went, Holy crap, that's Bradman Best. And I went, Oh, yeah, that's right. Newcastle's staying up at the Suntran Coast. And um, Waited a couple of minutes and he was kind enough to get a photo with us. And, yeah, he's pretty big, eh? Uh, <laughs> Got to say, like, he is such a non-prototypical NRL centre. Um, he, and He looked like he could have played hooker for um, a rugby union team. He's just that stocky and um, solid. And I'm pretty sure he's wearing an extra, extra large shirt just so was loose enough for him to fit comfortably so we got a photo with him and it it was brilliant and then literally about 30 seconds later we'd been walking up the um promenade or whatever it's called of the plaza and then saw a kid and i went oh what he looks like some kid i used to teach and then looked at the mate he was walking next to it was moses sully from the sea eagles so i got a photo with him too um yeah so adam spent the day chasing n role players
1: around the sunshine plaza I'm pretty sure they were looking for me because I'm the <laughs> nah, cool. um, So I was sitting at work, you know, loving life and doing do all work. And Adam just sent me a message incoming. And I was like, oh, shit, usually it's a video. Or... Sometimes he actually sends me um, screenshots of people complaining about what I say on the podcast and it to my social media. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit, what, what is this? And he sent me a picture. I'm like, I was looking at it at work. I'm going, and I was in the middle of my office. Like, you... Bastard! He got a picture of Brad and Best. Yeah, Um, I thought like
0: the only thing I can do here is send it to Jarik. He's going to be at work. I'm not going to say hating life, but at work while I'm getting a photo with one of his favorite young players, so I was
1: pretty happy. Yeah, no, uh, it was um a lot. It it was it's. What the Sunshine Coast don't get because what there's four teams based on the coast, so I guarantee this is yeah. happening every single day. It's because really they're not cool. in
0: lockdown, like the, the lockdown yeah. restrictions of these on the Sunshine Coast, the players that are able to get out. So, they, I, we didn't spend um much time, just had a literally a couple of chat, a little little chat, saying, Hey, rugby league fan, do a podcast, my mate's a Newcastle supporter, so he'd really appreciate this. And then, which we <laughs> saw Sully <laughs> went, Oh, a single supporter, <laughs> and I said, Um. Just keep up the good work, mate. You're playing real well and bet you'll be back to yeah. the side soon. We'll come we're coming to watch you Saturday night. The, the uh, were they good blokes? Yeah, they were real nice. Like um yeah. best was was pretty much was chilling and uh Sully was I wouldn't say in a in a rush, but um his mate walked straight into the shop and um but yeah he's like yeah no worries man and uh yeah got a photo with That's him cool. and yeah he was brilliant my son was Real short actually was pretty tired at that point. So he jumped into my shoulder with Bradman and Bess and he didn't want to get picked up for silly, which is good because he's pretty tall. Um so the <laughs> yeah my other arm see, was
1: extended just to get the photo. See, it was funny because he well, we'll actually post him on the Facebook when we get a chance. But Adam messaged me and he's like, Who guess who that is? And I'm like, I'm looking at it for ages going, and you know, he's wearing a mask. I didn't actually recognize him. So like, yeah, yeah. And I was I was sitting there, I'm like, what? And then Adam goes, Yeah, it's of Saw. Him. I went, Where's the hair? Because that's what you see when you notice the soy. But he, it, it looks like he's got the whole ponytail thing going yeah, on. Yeah, that, it, yeah. He had it all tied back. So, yeah, they were brilliant fellas. That
0: was um my fanboy day. And uh, on the podcast I do at school or, or at work with a couple of students, my nickname's Fanboy. So, um, <laughs> i, I love not at all. They, they gave that to me. So I was like, yeah, 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 I'll take that. I can see where you're coming from. <laughs> But yeah, I'm actually like, you talk for a bit because I'm going to put this straight up on Facebook now, actually. Um, We're going to hit some NRL women in league news, uh, a couple of signing rumours again, Junior Paulo pens a letter to fans, and um, some news with regards to NRL expansion. So, yeah, yeah. where do you want to
1: kick off? I want to actually talk about Paulo's letter. I always... um, because Newcastle released a letter. I, can't, I think it might have been Mitchell Pearce released a letter earlier this year. When, and I don't like it because the players identify that they're struggling and they're trying to keep the fit. I don't know. I, I just never liked it. it, it he really? said a lot of good things in it. I just, I just think that... A, you're such a... Well, Mr. they only do it when negative. they're struggling.
0: What are they called? Mr. Negative? Nancy? Yeah, you're a neg- You're a Karen. They <laughs> only do it when they struggle. I, I see. I don't believe that. I think you hear a lot more from players reaching out to fans when the team's going well. It's yeah, going but they're like, those, hey, like like reaching for support, out fans, well,
1: jumping on social media and stuff. Not a, a pen fan a pen letter to the media to go to the fans or an email sent out from a particular player to the uh, to the members to you know keep fighting the good fight and support us we're gonna come back and stuff like that like they only do it when they're struggling.
0: No i I don't agree with that because i think the the effort he would have gone to just to sit down and write this up or whether it was typed up or an email we don't know if it's from pr, whether it's from him etc etc um but you hope it's from him you hope it's from him and the fact it's then gone through the club and then obviously NRL's picked up on it and they put it up on their site. This is more than just a like or a quick comment on social media. This is effort to sit down and write about it. Um, The fact that he's mentioned other players in there, people that have made their debuts this year, so there is celebration to be had. Um, It did make mention, obviously, that they're not playing like a top four team um, at the moment. And I, I think the fact that they come out and you go, you know what? we haven't been playing up to scratch. It's not good enough. And we're pretty much letting you guys down as well as us. And we know that, um, and we're just going to keep trying to get better. And usually when it's something as big as this, it's like, when I say as big as this, this much effort put in, it's due to, Hey, we're having this awesome year and you guys are a big part of it. Thank you so much for the support. We're going to get the trophy for you. Um, this is someone acknowledging that, hey, things aren't going right right now. And, yeah, we need your support more than ever. And that can be easily done through a social media post. But I, I thought it was nice. It's um,
1: oh, Look, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just think they only do it when they're losing.
0: I also say the other thing is in a world where the – I'm not going to say the bond, but the maybe the, uh, the link or the communication between the players – and the supporters can be very superficial because of social media and how quick it is to make a reply. And yeah, uh, see, you have more access to them. But for something like this, where there's a bit more to it, I think it's good to see it every now and then to ensure, or for the fans to know that hey, we mean something to the uh, to the
1: team as much as they mean something to us. I, I would, I would honestly struggle to be an NRL player on social media. I, would, I wish you would. Oh, battle! So we didn't actually talk about, it, but last week, um, who was it? Second row of four, Jordan, Ricky, and I figured it might have been Tessie New cop some absolutely. Oh, that disgusting disgusting. social media from people who sit in their asses at home eating chips or pizza, whatever the hell, and think I'm gonna get on there and criticise these folks They wouldn't do it to their face, and. That's, like, as an NRL player, you, you'd, ban, you'd ban all social media because 95% would be positive, but that 5%, man, that's the part that fucking gets me. And it. it's because it's they shit. stuffed
0: up my multi.
1: Yeah, this shit like, like that. You're like, oh. look, we, we say what we want, say say what we believe on this podcast, but honestly, anything I'd say on this, I'd, I'd say in front of them is constructive, not... You know, as a negative thing. So that that's an out-and-out out
0: lie. But um, we what he was saying is we'd never
1: say anything personal. Like we're not gonna yeah. rip on yeah. a guy because oh of no, theirs, I, I, I'd whatever. say hey, Tarek Sims. I'd take say Tarek Sims for a bulletproof window, but um, bulletproof window. But no, but it's just it's this shit. Like they're, they're going after their families. They're calling them racial shit. We'll just call them out on him. here actually on Instagram.
0: One of the guys is patriotic Aussie. So if there's oh, not a yeah. more bogan name, you could find. And the other guy was Anthony Lyon uh, underscore. And I tried finding both of them. Anthony Lyons has now since been deleted and Petro Aussie has been set to private. So take that, you cowards. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shit ass. So with Paulo doing that, Brad and Best, Moses Sully giving up their time, There's um, there's players within the league that are doing everything for the right reasons. And um, want to reach out and talk to fans, interact with fans. And it's just – I like the letter. I was surprised when I saw it. When I first saw Eels um, – oh, what was the heading Eels had on there? They couldn't have made it look more sinister, eh? Uh, junior Paulo story here. And I was like, oh, God, what's he done? That was my first thought, which I hated. And then went into it, I went, oh, this is a really nice surprise. So, yeah, cool, cool to – um. Cool to read. Um, looking on that, how about we stick on the good news with regards to players and talk about Tyrell fui Mayono
1: and Talia fui Mayono. Yeah, awesome. So that was my lead-in for you to start talking about. <laughs> Talia just got signed by the NRL Women's Dragons team. Like Tyrell is obviously a consistent member of the NRL, men's NRL squad. Um, this is just awesome. It's a really good story. Um, I don't know too much about Talia, um, but if he's anything like a brother, it's going to be awesome. She he, he he's an absolute weapon, um, and she's obviously got the skill to get signed by the NRL. So yeah. hopefully, in a few years' time, um, more of this kind of stuff's going to happen. And on the other hand, I hope that the the some of the women's players like. Mrs. is Ruan Sims get a bigger profile than their brothers, just because of their it's based in that on talent. I hope one day we're going to get ahead of an article that, you know, Talia Fulmoano's brother signs with the NRL men's team, stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, just that'd stuff be so like good. because honestly, Ru- Ruan Sims has three brothers who played in the NRL: Ashton Corbin and Tarek. She's the best out of all for all. She's she was a front row Australian captain absolute beast up front um got a massive reputation when she talks on channel nine people listen because she knows what she's talking about we actually talked about this um, yeah 100 percent. last episode so if someone like kezzy yeah. apps
0: or isabel kelly or um ali Brigginshaw had younger siblings who are males if they signed a contract i'm sure they would be introduced as the brother of ali brigandshaw um, i hope so yeah, you'd expect I, so I really do. For me, you're doing half a decent um, job.
1: With regards yeah, to Talia... I personally and, reckon Tarek Sims should be introduced as Ru- Ruan Sims' little Sims brother. brother. Honestly.
0: Okay. With regards to Talia Fuimeono, so she's yet to make her NRLW Premiership uh, debut. Sorry. Uh, but she did represent the All-Stars earlier this year in Townsville. She's already overcome an ACL injury and two shoulder reconstructions. Yeah, good girl then. So... Yeah, they make history, basically. The first brother and sister duo to be signed by the same um, NRL club and I believe any professional football code in Australia, which, uh, sorry, not only the Dragons, but Australian first-grade rugby league club at the same time. So this is coming off the back of Tyrell Fumayone extending his stay at the Dragons by two more years. And if you start looking at the Dragons board pack for next year, it's going to look... Quite different. So incoming uh, Jaden Sewer, Francis Molo, and George Burgess to go along with the re signing of Tyrell Mayono. And that's already uh, a a more mobile looking pack, in my opinion, and some strong ball runners to complement Fuimayono uh, in Jaden Sewer and George Burgess. So, and, and and you up know what?
1: Nicely already for next yeah, year. you're going to have DeBellin on top of that with Tarek Sims, um, Blake Laurie. Few pretty pretty decent plays, but the thing about Francis Molo is, and I think he's the most impressive signing out of all. And he can play eighty minutes at a consistent level. He's uh, uh, he's not going to like break the game open, but he's the difference between his bad game and his good game is very minuscule, and he plays a very consistent brand of footy. And we went over Very the good. Cowboys stats last week of the four
0: middle forwards that have been rotating a prop. He's playing the least minutes out of the four and making the most metres per game he, out of but him. But he can play Cohen Hess and Tom Gilbert. Yeah, that's why I was so surprised he was playing the least out of all them considering yeah. he's having the greatest impact while he's on the field. Yeah. All righty. Um, so earlier this week, uh, there was a panel... Um, involving NRL CEO Andrew Abdo, as well as uh, Fox League Yvonne Sampson, who was hosting it, ARL Commissioner Kate Jones, Ampol CEO Matt Halliday, and NRLW star Sam Branner. And they were discussing the progression of women in rugby league um, as a headline of the women in league round coming up. It's the 15th year of women in league round. And they were talking about how far the game's come since 2005 and how far the game still has to go with regards to girls and women uh, in Rugby League. So the gist of it was, they're proud of what's happened so far from the fact that Jillaroo's rich history uh, was there at the start 2005 already, but since then we've had obviously six NRL teams come in, um, state of origin games attracting nearly a million viewers per game. Uh, there's live televised games, obviously the NRLW competition as a whole we spoke briefly about the Rugby League National Championships in Coffs Harbour earlier. Sorry, not Coffs Harbour. Um, Gold Coast, wasn't it? Yeah. Brisbane Gold Coast, yeah. yeah. Um, Earlier this year as well. So that's been a lot of progress, but there's also a long way to go, especially with regards to creating pathways, uh, continuing to build junior rugby league and grassroots level and just continuing to provide opportunities and access to rugby league for women so getting rid of any of that condescending tone and workplace discrimination all that sort of stuff that may prevent or uh, be a barrier basically to women even trying the game in the first place so this weekend what's the um the slogan that they're utilizing play your part so basically Calling on all people who love rugby league to play their part in allowing rugby league to be accessed by all, and this goes further than male and female. Um, but this week's focus is on female involvement specifically.
1: Yeah, so I don't know how well I'm going to bring this back to it, but Probably, we already know. So we could, yeah, we got well, I was watching 300 the other night and. Um, there's a quote in there. What makes what makes this woman think she can speak above um, among men? And she turns around and goes, "Only Spartan women give birth to real men." All these Ooh. rugby league players had a mother at that point. They always had a massive influence on them growing up. So um, yeah, it's the women the and women in, women in the league should be pumped up a bit more, I believe. And um, I'm hoping one day there'll be a assistant, like they talk. Adam, Adam brought up the stats about how many um, women were involved in the women's competition. Um, so, you know, there's a two women origin coaches currently um, assistant coaches, that, that kind of stuff. It'd be groundbreaking date as a woman head coach in rugby league. And that'd be interesting.
0: Yeah. And I should have mentioned it in the Taril Fumayono and Talia Fumayono uh, story. They both made mention of their mother. They've, They said she's never missed any one of their games regardless of who's playing and the fact that they are both playing at the highest level. Uh, The first person they thanked uh, was their mum, which was not as awesome as Steve. It shows how much of an impact they have even at this top level. All right. Uh, One thing we didn't talk about. I brought it back well, though, didn't I? Oh, yeah, totes. It's both. One thing we didn't talk about about a week and a half ago because there's so much going on was the snag that the NRL has hit with regards to the expansion bid, um, looking at the three Brisbane teams. So the Firehawks, Jets, and Dolphins, Um, around, I think it was the 28th of July sometime around then the NRL commission, sorry, ARL commission made the call to put plans on hold for expansion. Um, till 2024 so initially the new team was meant to come in in 2023 to coincide with a new broadcast deal with channel 9 however with the impact of covid the fact the gang's uh, looking at losing up to 45 million dollars this year something had to give so they basically let the three bids know not who is going to get the ticket but the fact that the decision will be put back a year so pretty much everything they've been doing is on hold for now because uh, there's other priorities, obviously, continuing the season, all that sort of stuff. So not great news, but not horrible news. So getting pushed back a year in this current climate is not too bad considering other things have I been mean, pushed back a lot further. So the reason we bring that up, because out of today, uh, it looks as though the Firehawks have pretty much sign themselves a huge ticket in the fact that they have linked up with the Queensland Capras on a five-year agreement. Uh, obviously, with the asterisks of that, they get in as the expansion team. So why this is a huge deal is the Capras represent central Queensland. Central Queensland, uh, according to the QRL, Queensland Rugby League is the number one nursery of rugby league uh, talent in Queensland at the moment. Oh, so that- fuck, this... Yeah. yeah, with over 8,000 registered players. And obviously, all the NRL clubs have feeder clubs within Queensland, New South Wales, uh, New Zealand. And to be linked up with the Capras is huge. Their highest profile player at the moment from that uh, region is uh, Cam Munster. And basically, as part of this agreement... Uh, they would see NRL games and trial games played in central Queensland and plans to increase the capacity of Rockhampton's stadium I believe it's called uh, Brown, Brown Park in Rockhampton making it into a 15,000 seat stadium. When you look at Seabus Super Stadium on the Gold Coast it's 22,000 so 15,000 is still quite a decent stadium for a um, regional town so, this yes, is huge. Big. Like, this is a yeah, big this... ticket item for the Firehawks and puts them in a very solid position.
1: Yeah, see, one, I'm surprised no one ever picked up the Capras for that reason. Um, obviously, North Queensland kind of delved into them a bit, but, you know, no one actually made them their 100% feeder club. They're going to tap into the, the, the country boys out west. There's some like back in the '80s. That's that's where all the players came from, man. They were tough sons of bitches back there. Oh yeah. So this is massive. Um, you always knew if you go go out west play footy, you're you're gonna come home with some bruises, and that's what that's what's built into them out there. So good on Firehawks for jumping onto that. Um, good on Capras for agreeing to it and backing the Firehawks to um get a bid. Um, it was always interesting what this bid proposal was going to do, like who was going to come out, trumps and yada yada. Redcliffe, um, for me, was 80% sure of getting it just because the facilities and all that kind of stuff they've got. Um, now that the Firehawks have tapped into, a, I got a legitimate link with a QRL team, Q Cup team, sorry. That, that narrows that margin a fair, fair amount just because they've got the development stocks there, which the NRL puts so much into. So um, it's going to take a few... Well, if the Firehawks do get this, win this expand, expansion bed, bid, um, it'll probably take a few years for the fruit to come off the tree. But when it does, um, they're going to be in a very, very strong position. Yeah, so just
0: double-check that. Um, they are currently a feeder club to the Broncos, so that'll be a blow to the Broncos. Uh, uh, Broncos just on. keep taking a hit. But in saying That's that, the shit. Broncos
1: have a monopoly on Queensland Cup well, sides. It, it, it just um, getting, it it's just getting chipped away even more every time. So, you know, Newcastle linked with Ipswich. Warriors are linked with Redcliffe. Now, Firehawks get in, they're linked with um, Capra's. See, obviously, East. Redcliffe. If they came in, they would have to relinquish it. they yeah, have to find a feeder club somewhere because they wouldn't then be a feeder club for the yeah, Warriors. And, um, you know, Brock, Melbourne have got Tigers and East um, e- uh, Falcons and East Tigers. Falcons, so, yes, yeah. Yeah. So, this, and it, it's a, it's a compo- like different subject and different four hours we can spend on it. But you are to ask the question, since more teams have been tapping into local talent in Queensland, last time Broncos won a premiership in 2006, pretty sure Gold Coast came in, what, 2008? They came to the talent, uh, NRL? Um, something like that. They have won a premiership since a lot of teams have been tapping into their talent. So, um, this, is, this is massive. And... Um, this goes back to all I, what I've said for years and years that um, Broncos had the monopoly, so they had to pick pick the best for twenty years. That's why they won so much. Sorry, founded in two thousand and seven. Yeah, so a year year after the Broncos Gold Coast came into account, the um, uh, Broncos no, won Broncos the won two thousand six. Yeah, and then Tiger's came, came in. They haven't won a premiership since. And that's come into the Melbourne
0: Manly Roosters kind of um, window.
1: Yeah. Um, and another thing from that, North Queensland came in. 98. In 98. Um, was it no, 98? it was earlier than that.
0: Way earlier than that. Sorry. i um, 94. 92. Oh, damn. <laughs> I didn't pay any attention, obviously. Yeah, so oh, sorry, I was four, that's why. Yeah. You know,
1: that that that's still a fair way way away. They Broncos probably did feel that effect so much, but you know, it's still massive. It's still it's still telling that the stats in the last 14-15 years, because they're not gonna win it this year, Broncos haven't won a premiership. It's since these clubs have been delving into Queensland. Suckers. Um Capra
0: has also had a women's team in the twenty twenty um qrlw tournament that obviously got shut down by covid and well shut there they they played a few rounds but didn't get to play the entire season so hopefully that'll be kicking back up um next season as well so yeah i think something to keep an eye on uh with regards to expansion so Let's get on to player movement and rumours um, coming out of the Super League, the son of former St. Helens player, Leon Price. Um, son has played, he has only played six games so far in the Super League, but supposedly has garnered interest already from a number of NRL clubs with one heavyweight already looking into the possibility of signing a um, the youngster now I believe he plays in the halves and the reason why his name has been thrown around at the moment is because of a recent game where he was the solitary he was the sole half for his team with the other half being injured and basically came on and led his team to a come from behind victory um, which really caught the eye of Super League coaches teams but also the NRL um, his name is Will Price, 18-year-old, and could be interesting to see how this goes because if he does come out, he would be easily the youngest um, person coming from the UK that we've seen in quite a long time.
1: And, when last year Newcastle signed 18-year-old.
0: Oh, damn, I forgot about him. So I, was thinking, I was thinking of the big names like uh, Williams and obviously the Burgesses and... Um, Elliot Whitehead, John Bailey, Whitehead, yeah, members. et cetera. It's very, it's pretty rare that someone whereas Dominic, was it Dominic? It wasn't Dominic no, Young. What it's was Bailey Hodgson. Bailey Hodgson, that's right. So Ian Watson and his coach said he's a very special talent. We've got to make sure we look after him. Um, he's already leading the talks at halftime, which is pretty rare to see with someone who's come in and only played six games. Uh, could be something to keep an eye on, especially being a half. And I've been trying to work out which team may be showing interest because they said it's a heavyweight in quotations. And Canberra
1: or Broncos.
0: Would you consider bet. Canberra a heavyweight?
1: Yeah, I still would. They've got At the moment. players there just having a shit year. Like, I wouldn't be surprised the next year they come back. They have got the talent there. If they buy a decent half.
0: Also, I, I don't know. I don't. When I think heavyweight, I don't
1: can I don't,
0: about, I don't think straight away to how good the team is. I think of the club itself. So I'd, heavyweight to me would be Melbourne Roosters, Broncos,
1: Rabbitohs. Yeah,
0: maybe um, Rabbits.
1: they losing Reynolds. Sounds like that's kind of interesting because look, all I hope is bloke's nothing like his dad because his dad was a flog.
0: Brilliant. <laughs> okay. Signings that have actually occurred. So we've mentioned Terrell fili Mayono. We've already mentioned George Burgess and Talia fili And that hasn't been anything else because it's past August 1st and all we'd see from now on would be re-signings and none of them have occurred since and, our
1: last pod. And loans. So um, Canberra have loaned out Corey Horser and Ryan James to the Canterbury Bulldogs. Um, I am. I've been very surprised all year, the fact that Canberra have struggled to maintain consistency and some of, and all that kind of stuff. They haven't played Corey Horsburgh more, considering how good this guy can be, mm. um, and. Lesser extent, but I still am surprised that they haven't played Ryan James either because he has got that maturity in his in his game. Um, did, you just hit, did you just hit mute because you sne- sneezed? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I'm very surprised it hasn't happened more. Um, but I think it's great for dogs to have some of that experience in their forward pack. And, you know, someone's going to back up bloody luke thompson in this fourth half here which is great yeah i'm just having to read through it now because
0: i we mentioned last episode that loans can only happen based on a team having so many injuries they can't feel it it can't be anything to do with um suspension so i was thinking how would the bulldogs uh gain forwards considering the players they've lost are generally through to suspension. So the pairs arrival on short term will cover the suspensions of Jack, Heather, and Dylan Napa. <sighs> Luke Thompson remains silent by a ban and Renner Fraternity has returned to sitting for the birth of this child. Um, that kind of flies in the face of what Benner released a couple of days ago, so I'm quite confused with regards to that. So if anyone can enlighten me, that would be brilliant.
1: Huh. Nah, it's not a bit... I think that is... Making letting Bulldogs have twenty one people on their team, so I think it is. Huh. But yeah, you know Corey Hallsbury gets some game time in him. Um, Ryan Jenkins, hopefully, they're you know, struggling to get. Uh, a, he, it looked like he wasn't going to get a contract, so this might be a um, bit of a audition for him to get another contract for next year. But. Um, yeah, no, to be yeah. honest, I I wouldn't mind seeing Ryan James play at the Bulldogs. I reckon that'd be a good signing for them if they kept him on. Yeah, true.
0: All right, what do you yeah. think about Connor Watson and the contract saga at the moment? Well, not saga yet. It's only kind of really kicked off, but the the comments coming out that Trent Robinson has t- spoken about interest of in bringing him back to the club and Connor Watson's representing himself, so he's been calling around... Uh, clubs and coaches and stuff, seeing if they'll have him for next year because supposedly
1: Newcastle's figure came in below what he was expecting. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So that's not all 100% correct. Ooh. Um, so originally Newcastle offered him, you're right, it was lower yes. than what he wanted. He's not, he he started to represent himself, now he's not. He's got a manager, Caelan Pong, his father, is representing him. Um, and Newcastle revised the deal, sat down with him yesterday. And I find it funny that, you know, for the last two weeks, because, sorry, originally when, when Conor Watson was ringing up coaches, which is confirmed to be true, Adam O'Brien came out and said, look, he's more than welcome to do it. It's, you know, part of he, he, he he's tempting, he's attracting toward his worth. Um, but we are still confident in re-signing him. So, yeah, he re- initially rejected it. Last two weeks, I've been saying that he's tipping point to get moving on. Um, reality of it is that he had his meeting two days ago and there's been no report since then. Okay. So, that's, you know, take that as you will. I personally think he's not going to go anywhere. Um, I think between him and his relationship with Ponga, who's re signed till 2023, and with player options the two years after that, and the fact that Ponga's dad is him, that he went, look, I'm worth more than that to Newcastle, went and showed that he's worth more than Newcastle, off his own bat, which I find commendable. Um, and... Um, I think Newcastle up their offer to him, and I wouldn't be surprised if you he hear him resign. If not, you know he's done the right right thing for himself. I obviously won't be happy if he leaves. I prefer because they just resigned Kurt Mann, I prefer they sign, um, sign Watson over Man. I think everyone would agree with me that you prefer Watson over Man as a utility, but oh, just by um, a touch. Yeah, you, you you the kid's got to look after himself, and that's what he did. So I. I don't want to lose him, but I respect him for how he went about it. The thing and I mean, from all, all reports, he was very upfront about the whole situation. Yeah, where, where I don't see it making sense
0: at the Roosters, uh, the parts where it do make sense are pretty obvious, but they still have to re-sign Angus Crichton and Joseph Manu. And you figure mm. they'll be putting taking up a hell of a lot of money uh, under the cap. Uh, we know it's Desco and Cleary, Keary, sorry. On, but they on the cheapest lose. deals, but they're also still quite expensive. I, I wouldn't see him being able to go back to the Roosters for more money than
1: what he could get at Newcastle. Yeah, and look, see, albeit he'd be in a
0: team with a better oh, uh, Premiership oh, ambition.
1: Oh, I am personally pretty confident that Watson's going to say. I could be wrong, but like I said, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with how he's gone about it. It's, he hasn't bullshitted. He's told everyone, yada yada yada. I actually am a bit more worried about losing David Klemmer, to be honest. Um, There's also been reports of Newcastle shopping him around. He's on a pretty decent... I think he's on like 800 to 850 grand. Um, He's on a decent wicket there. I'd hate to lose him, but with Safiti Twins and Josh King coming through, um, if we can get a bit shaved off that 800 grand... Um, it's, it, it. It wouldn't be. I wouldn't be disappointed until I found out how they spent his money. If they did he'd be, them. he'd be an awesome trade candidate.
0: Saying, "Look, you guys can have Clemmer. Um, we'll pay. Season eight fifty. We'll pay three fifty of it. So you can him for five hundred k for the next season, and we want this young prospect in return. And yeah, you could be looking at teams of, in the finals, in like.
1: So yeah, and do you know what? I think having the team with Clemmer, Safidi, teams, Josh King, Dan Gagai, Caleb Pong and Mitchell Pierce, Jake Clifford, Jada Braley, Tyson Frizzell and Bradman Best, um, I think Gagai is the best sign as far as that goes. But I think we need Clemmer and Watson to round out that, oh, yeah. that team. Because just because... You Know Clemens, yeah, he's been relegated to the bench, but he's still putting the best numbers out of every Ford and Newcastle. And yeah. to be honest, he'd be in the top three percent in the NRL as far as his stats he's turning out every week, you know, averaging over Up 100 bench per least. week. Yeah, yeah, I don't, like so. I don't want to lose, I'm, but, but it comes down to it, I'm less worried about losing Watson than look, I'm more worried about losing Clemmer. All righty.
0: And on that, we're going to have a quick break and we'll come back with injury suspensions and the Round 22 team lists, as well as our value bets and tips of the week. All right, let's jump straight into injuries. So the big surprise at the moment is Charles Nichol Cookstar from the Raiders is set to make a surprise return to the field again this season, according to coach Ricky Stewart. So Cookstar went went under for surgery in May. Um, to fix up his neck, which is not an area of the body. Obviously, you want to rush back. And However, it looks as though he could be back as early as round 23, which is ridiculous. He's a very professional young player with regards to rehab, according to the Raiders, and he's putting himself in the position to be part of finals footy uh, if Canberra make it. I'd say if Canberra win... I'm not going to say this weekend, they're best in the storm, but at least next weekend, um, they may even push him back further and it might be a a win to make or break whether they get to the finals around 25 or something. But I really hope the Raiders are looking long-term as opposed to finals this year and not rushing back someone as valuable as him um, in a year where they haven't really played like they'll be able to knock
1: off the top teams anyway. But see... It's funny, like if you make the finals through four and against alone, if you make the eight, that's a pass mark. But if you get the same amount of wins as, as at ninth, but lose on four and against, that's a fail mark in the NRL coaching sphere. Um, NRL. So if you make the eight, that's like, oh, you made the eight. No one's gonna deny that. No one's gonna remember that it was only just by four and against. So, from a Canberra perspective, if they go, oh, we made the eight in 2021, we just got knocked out in the first round, that's better than not making the eight. So, yes. I wouldn't be surprised if they pushed him back, and to be honest, they need him. Like, despite the fact Rapana's playing quite well, which is very surprising for this podcast, um, they, they have sorely missed, and we didn't actually understand the impact that Klockstad had on this Canberra's team until he was gone for yeah. a extended period of time. Um, we didn't realize that how good he actually was until their attack essentially went to shit the week after he let, he got injured. So it's very, I, I, yeah, he's so valuable to this squad.
0: Now, uh, Manly's hopeful Taniela Paseka will be back before the finals. Uh, he does have a low-grade syndesmosis injury, so they're waiting on scans on that. Uh, the outside, low-grade, downside syndesmosis. So, don't rush him back. We're in an okay position right now. Make sure he's been absolutely brilliant, um, coming into his own quite young for a prop. Uh, Jason Tamalolo is out this weekend due to complications from his hand fracture he picked up earlier this season. <sighs> Um, he played out the rest of the match against the Titans despite injuring his hand in the 30th minute. Winger no, Murray, to Luggy anyway. and...
1: Sorry? They don't use him anyway. It's wasn't that big of a no. deal.
0: <laughs> Winger Murray, to Luggy and Lachlan Burr have already been ruled out for Tigers game due to concussion. So it looks like quite a weakened Cowboys side there. Uh, Keenan Palacio won't play again this season after suffering a fractured shoulder blade. Ah, that's what um, Cooper Cronk had that... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Roosers in last week's loss to the Knights. That's a big shame because he's been starting prop for them the last 2 weeks. Um Matt Lodge leaving, uh, David Pango leaving has opened up more minutes for this youngster and I really like it, it, the look of this guy and this Yeah, is, a really good bloke. Yeah, he, he's he's really been given a red hot crack so he'd also caught the two match ban for a high shot on a Hamilton Hunt so I guess that's a Yeah, I didn't, I didn't
1: exactly agree with that. Hummel Hunt got hit in the, st- in the hit low, and he went forward. Keenum, he w- he would have hit. If it was an upright tackle, he did not square Yes. in his yeah. yeah. It a bit rough.
0: Good news for the Broncos. Backup hooker Corey Pakes has rejoined the main group for skills training on the way back for an ankle injury. Local Fitzgibbon sideline for Sunday's clash against the Sharks with a shoulder injury. Uh, Oregon Confucius has been ruled out for Parramatta against the Seagulls. Uh, Cody Ramsey has played his last game for the year after having two teeth snapped in a collision with teammate Andrew McCullough last weekend.
1: Where mouthguards, children?
0: Or it could have been the bottom teeth.
1: Nah, it's top teeth. I saw a picture.
0: Oh, my gosh. Somebody yeah, used to that in nice. the NHL, but... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, they, they don't bother getting their teeth fixed because there's less than 10% in the league that have all of their own natural teeth. So you just wait till you finish your career and get them redone. Canberra um, will, will be without semi Valemi for one to two weeks um, due to a throat injury after he was hit um, in the Dragons game. And Jared Warrior Hargroves will be rested this week. Sorry about all the stumbling. I was just... Some of these injuries are kind of odd, ones that you don't see very often, like teeth snapped and throat injuries, both in the same game. So, yeah. Interesting. Uh, all right. heading into the judiciary. So, Abzai Coraceau was defended by Ivan Cleary. So, this is pretty rare. Coaches don't generally represent their players. They are usually there uh, at the judiciary, but they don't, they're not there as the defender, basically. So this was with regards to Abisai Coruscant pushing hard Hargraves after he saw um, Targo, his teammate, being what he thought was collared on the ground. And by him going in and pushing, aggravated the incident, which led to a scuffle. So basically his ban was that, and also the fact he had carryover points being he's going to miss a game. Down with Tenney's, Zalesniak has copped a one-game ban and 40 carryover points for Will Chambers in the head while fighting to play the ball on Sunday. Um, You can pretty much see it from Dalmatini's Zalesniak's point of view, but probably not the best way to go about it. So, Warriors are going to be missing a few with regards to Will Chambers baiting and therefore leading to suspensions this week. Um, Not going to help Warriors as they go to, as they're fighting for three wins in a row. All righty, let's get on to team list for round 22, which kicks off Thursday night on, at Sunshine Coast Stadium on the Sunshine Coast. Storm versus Raiders. Last I checked, Raiders were ten dollars outsiders. For the Storm at something like a dollar ten. Okay, it's a dollar five now. Canberra Raiders at ten dollars. So for the Storm, Greg Bellamy's resisted the urge to start. Ryan Pappenhausen at fullback, although he is getting more and more minutes each week as Nico Hines' form drops. Um, This is also due to the balancing of time on the field between the two. The rest of the back line for the Storm is as been for the last few weeks with Dean Iremia keeping his spot on the wing over Jennings, who's out still. Um, In the forward pack, no real changes there. Outside of Nelson, Asafa solomona being ruled out due to a hamstring injury picked up uh, at Wednesday's, Wednesday's captain's run. Um, Melbourne have won eight out of eight games at Sunshine Coast Stadium. As it stands, Harry Grant is still coming off the bench and Brendan Smith is starting hooker. Yeah, Holden. but
1: that's getting shorter and shorter every game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like the 18th minute last week. Um yeah. I doubt Raiders are going to be able to stand a chance here. In saying that too, Ricky Stewart always loves a game against Melbourne because they're ex teammates with Bellamy. Yep. But I don't think the class and the ability to um, stand up will come thing for them. We'll say that I'm pretty sure Melbourne are coming, um, are getting week by week closer to breaking Penrose's record from last year in the 17 games in a row. So yeah, they're on 17 at the moment. So they're going for, Penrith yeah. was 19, wasn't it? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But they're, they're very, very close to doing that. And I wouldn't be surprised if they broke it.
0: All right. In, I I guess this is a surprising move, but Bailey Simonson is back for the Raiders after five games on the tie sideline due to a toe injury. So while he's listed on the wing, Stuart said he will be starting at fullback with Rapana playing on the wing. Um, I thought Rapana has been playing well enough at fullback, and it's a position where you want your fullback, your player to be playing well and having the impact, and I thought he had been doing so. But that's Ricky Stewart's call. And this one I really don't get. Isis Soliola joins the interchange bench at the expense of Elijah Anderson. So Elijah Anderson made his debut last week and played four minutes. I don't know what you can show in four minutes and not get picked for a second game. And I don't know what Soliola showed at New South Wales Cup, because there wasn't one. So... Don't really understand that one. Uh, a win for Canberra would give Ricky Stewart his 100th victory as Raiders coach. Uh, it's not going to happen Raiders this week. Them, like. And um, good luck to everyone on the Raiders side. In my opinion, you are going to need it. Uh, storm yeah. are just... They're just the storm. Oh, I, I really don't know how to finish that sentence are They're just looking better and better every week. And I kind of remember that this season when they've had a full-strength side, like,
1: everyone playing yeah. in their specific positions, which is scary. It's insane. They're, they're that good. It is it's back up everyone. It's it's insane yeah. how good they, this, what these guys are. And considering but, it's been a few weeks since all these teams have moved to Queensland, I finally
0: get a, a chance to go watch some games. So I'll definitely – yeah, I reckon I'll go to that one tomorrow night. Um, there'll be tickets available, I'm sure. So it's only 50% in.
1: capacity, so you better hurry up. Yeah, true. Uh, okay, so I already put down that you're going to support. You're going to pick Storm on that one. Next game, uh, Friday night at six o'clock, you got okay. Cambridge versus St George. Much shorter odds on this one: six eighty to a dollar eleven. Jesus Christ! Uh, uh, Dragons. So that all the biosecurity breaches from Paul Vaughan's party is over. So no one's um, taking weeks off. Um, Beal comes into the centres in place of Ramsey, yeah. and for Pembroke, um, as you said, Coruscant has found guilty. Mitch Kenny comes in. Cleary has not been named in – has sorry has been named in reserves, but I doubt he'll have a run. I think he'll walk on in the next couple of weeks with number seven jerseys, Especially since since he's gone, I think they've only lost one or two games, so it's not been too bad for him. Um, and Momoroski and Naden will need to get through the um, uh, final training protocols, especially Momoroski with the HIA. Um, for this one, I don't see I, I, I don't see Dragons winning for the rest of the year without Hunt, especially against the way that Penrith are playing right now
0: how would you be feeling as a Penrith club? Like you're putting money into Tabitha Pangoy Jr. He's come there and he's looking at missing his second game in a row due to personal leave. And you don't want to um, get up here for having personal leave, whatever it is. It's just not. Especially for
1: the reason it actually is. I'm not going to bring it up, but especially for the reason. Oh, okay. And um you're hoping that gets resolved because he's going to
0: be a damn, damn decent impact player to bring into the finals. Uh Yeah. It's, it's just like the first game. Um, you've got one of the hottest teams in the comp. When they're on their game, Matt Burden has warmed into the half uh, jersey that he's a half by trade, but playing out of position for an entire season will create rust in other areas. And he looked pretty damn good last week against a Roosie side that had been playing quite well. So, yeah, um, this is going to have a Penrith Panthers win all over it. Um, do that have they said who's going to come on to the interchange for Mitch Kenny as he moves into the forward pack? I'm assuming it's going to be yeah. one of the um all rounders. Probably Kaelin May made his debut last week, maybe He's James Salmon.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know, maybe James Salmon, or even they might even just put um Guy in there. Why not? Let's have a look at the rest of the makeup of their team. Okay. Right. Next game. Um, at Suncor Stadium. So you have double header Friday night, 805. Broncos versus the Roosters. Roosters are $1.20. Broncos are $4.50. For the Broncos, um, Corey Pax is near in return from injury. They'd be they to be honest, Danny Lee, why didn't put too many feet wrong last week. Mm-hmm. And but oh well. Um, Thomas Flegler returns from suspension to bolster Broncos pack. Albert Kelly starts at halfback, replacing Brodie Croft in the halves. Uh, Selwood Cobbard comes into the sentence for Jesse Arthurs while Xavier Coates gets a start in the wing in the expense of Jermaine Osako. Quite interesting, because that edge where Jesse Arthurs and Jermaine Osako were playing was the edge I was talking about with Brodie Jones and Kurt Mayhem. So maybe there, there was a bit of a notation by Kevin Ward. Maybe he did tell them to go towards that edge, and they just didn't. Yeah, but why would you I get know. rid of the winger? It's not really their job to tell yeah. which well, way we the play goes. Don't. I don't know. Uh, for Roosters, Satui Topanoa replaces Angus Crichton for suspension, and Joe Marno reverting back to his usual centre spot this weekend. Um, Maria Hargraves um, given a rest this week. And Nefe- Nefeo White come joins, in the, joins the bench. Will he be another debutant for the Roosters this year? I think so, yeah. I'm picking Roosters and Nears. But if Broncos rock up in the same attitude they rocked up last week with, I don't think they'll win still, but they'll test them. Well the Broncos
0: have only won two games against top opposition this year, and one of those two games was against the Roosters.
1: Yeah. And I, I just think that, but I think that was origin time without Tedesco as well. Um I just think that we've just I think I think um despite my reservations about Kevin Walters, they did turn up last week, and I think they're on the up. So Hopefully they come with the same attitude. It really, really tests them to come up against this really strong Roosters forward pack, but, you know, stranger things have happened. Um, I'm assuming you're gone Roosters?
0: Yeah, I yeah. am. Roosters have lost six out of seven at Suncourt against the Broncos, though. And Oops. we also got to look at how many of the players from either side are still there, for from some of that, especially on the Broncos' side. I don't really get the Asako drop. Um, I, I thought he, he's been the least of the Broncos right. concerns, even
1: in the I Colts do rate games. Cobo, though.
0: Yes, so I do, but he's playing in the centres. Um, Asako's yeah. been playing on the wings. Xavier Coates that's come in for Asako. It's a odd
1: time for Coates to be coming back in if he was going to come uh, back I, in. I, 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 I don't I agree, agree that. with Coates being there playing. Look, I, I know they try to do the right thing and say... You know, he's going to Melbourne next year. We're still going to play and still want to keep him around. But in all honesty, like, they should be focusing on Cobo. They should be focusing on Arthur's Osaka, yeah. getting as much time under their belt. You know, they're going to run up against Joey mano and James Tedesco. What better way to train these blokes to come up against them? They'll learn so many lessons trying to defend <laughs> these blokes. And, no, I don't understand it. Um yeah, there's not much, and from the betting side of things, there's not much
0: value to be found in those first three games. Um, in saying that, if you didn't see, there was an NRL pundit last week who, using a bonus bet, picked the margin of all eight NRL games—not the exact margin, like the one to twelve or thirteen plus—he um, had a sixteen-dollar bonus bet, picked all the margins, paid off one hundred and forty-one thousand dollars. What a day. Yeah, what a day. So, first game on Saturday, we got Rabbitohs versus Titans down at Gold Coast. Uh, For the Rabbitohs, there's not look like any changes in the back line that looked so slick last week against Parramatta. Uh, In the forward pack, Joey Arrow retains his position on the edge. Um, On the bench there, Benji Marshall last week became the oldest player ever. To uh, play a game for the Rabbitos, so I don't know if you want that as a stat on your name. I guess it shows. I would. They've been around 30. for tw- they've been around for two hundred
1: years. I'd claim yeah. that.
0: I do love the uh, NRL roast Instagram accounts. One of the best ones to follow, and they use an aging app on Marshall. Yeah, and his, Oh, oh, it's brilliant. At he looked flash though. I didn't mind how he looked though. He looked oh yeah,
1: Silver Fox.
0: Yeah, uh, Rabbitos have won their past five games against the Titans. Um, yeah. but apart from that, it's the same 17. For the Titans, uh, looking at this back line, Toby Sexton retains his position in the halves. Um, they're on a good thing with this pairing of Taylor and Sexton. Taylor's best form in quite a while, so no reason to change it now. Greg Marshu holds on to his position still. He's been a bit of a revelation for the Titans this year on the wing. Uh, in the forward pack, both Firm or Moves into the starting side in place of David Fafita, who has been having a bit of a bench role lately. Um, he's joined on the bench there by Sandlasane, Jermaine Joliffe, and Tyrone Heachy. Um, Tyler, Jared Wallace will be making his hundredth appearance for the club since
1: his move from the Broncos. I'll Tell you what, though, um, if you yeah, look at game. if you look at the draw at the the What's it called? The um ladder, the lock jam in the ladder Locked. right now yeah. between probably seventh and 7th to twelve. So Newcastle, Gold Coast, and Canberra are all on twenty points. Cronulla, Saint George, and Warriors, uh, Cronulla and Saint George are on eighteen. Four games left this game this weekend. Gold Coast are playing South Sydney. Um, I've picked yeah. rabbits for that. I've got a there's an expectation they should lose that one way Rabbits have been playing, but they give it a crack. Canberra playing Melbourne. Cronulla. So the big game here is Cronulla versus Newcastle because, you know, Gold Coast are playing a top team. Canberra playing top team. Nine and 10 are playing each other. I don't, uh, we're going to get to it later, but the log jam in the middle, it's a very important game for Gold Coast to win this. Um, or not lose by much just because they've got a, they've, they've got the best for and against out of all these teams. So it's really important Gold Coast put on a good show here because even if they do lose um, and Newcastle lose, they're still in the eight, but they've got the best for and against, which is going to come down to this year. So um, Gold Coast got to really step up this game. This should be a cracker because Titans are going for four straight
0: wins. We know the form that the Rabbitohs have been in. And I've said all year, I I had Titans in the top eight at the start of the year. I think I had them about seventh or eight, something like that. But to me, they've been one of the most enjoyable teams to watch all year when they've been on. They've been woeful defensively at times this year, like literally not NRL standard at all at times this year. And then you see them in attack and you're like, man, there's some talent on this team. All they need is some consistency. So all they need is some defense and they're up yeah, against one of the defense. best not, attacking
1: teams of the competition.
0: I hope Wayne Bennett's told the Rabbitohs to throw the ball around. I hope Holbrook said, just keep doing what you're doing in attack. And this could be an absolute belter of the game to watch. I'm going the Rabbitohs. They've just got more depth and class over the park, but um, I will not be, be upset in the slightest. If the um, Titans pull off a win here, okay. And after you so, said all that with regards to the table, it means Cronulla and Newcastle are going to tie.
1: <laughs> so this next game, we're not going to spend too much time on because it will want to be, be one of the worst games in the round. Oh, did you do the odds the for the year? last couple? Yeah, I did. Couple? But I'll, I'll redo them. Uh, South Sydney $1.15, Gold Coast $5.50. For the next game I'm talking about, Cowboys versus West Tigers. Sweet Jesus. Is a horrible game. $2.35 to the Cowboys, $1.60 to the Cowboys. No, what? Tigers, Tigers. Yes, Tigers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Cowboys, no changes are expected. DeJan Arcee will pass a partner, partner, Jake Greenville, in the centers. Oh, what the fuck? Oh Connolly, my God. Connolly, Lemmy drops is dropped due to bad form. Um, Ruben Cotter is still another week away. Hammerstar Turbo Fido is expecting this three more games as he recovers from his appendix surgery. What are you doing, Todd Payton? Jake Granville and Dejan Arcee, in a sense. Um, for the first time in a long time, Michael McGuire is able to select or chosen to select the same 17 with James Roberts listed in the reserves. Um, and, but Maguire indicated Roberts may need another week of training to boost his fitness. after not playing for a month. Okay, we're not going to spend too much time on this. I am going to pick the Tigers.
0: I'm 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 at a loss for words. I knew they were going to be short on players with Tamalalo, Burr, and um, Lukey uh, with regards to HIA, but I'm just looking at. I, it's gonna
1: depress you the more you look at it. Just don't do, don't look at
0: it. granville has been playing fullback. to me it makes more sense. Just put him there. Holmes. It on was the the, wing. it was this.
1: It was no, so no. close to a Queensland hooker position two years ago, and now he's playing in the centres. He's looked okay at fullback at some. No, time. no, he he he's he's done job. He's been caught out of position. Of course he's, he's been. I said he's been okay at times, but he 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 has heart. That's the only compliment you give to him. He has heart. In, he has a crack.
0: But in center, he's actually got to make defensive reads.
1: He's not oh, just trying this, to make is, this oh. is just oh, this is horrible. Don't. Uh.
0: Anyway, um, the only thing I'm going to say about this game, this is a game that I've got my value bet on. I might even increase it actually after seeing that lineup. Um, but I've gone West Tigers to cover the line, which is only four and a half at the moment. Um. Also for the game to have over 53 and a half points and Adam Dewey to score a try. So What's uh, that is paying at not as high as you'd hope after this. Uh, $6.57. All
1: right. So. so next game is a very interesting game. You got six playing fourth, but the sixth position Manly, I going on a dollar twenty. The fourth position, Parramatta, I go on a four dollars fifty, which I can't believe. So this one's also at Sunny Coast Stadium. And I uh, am gonna be
0: there. I can't wait. Uh, so much. Fun. No
1: injury concerns in the 17 name, but Josh Alawai gets a start at prop with Taniel Paseka ruled out up for up to a month. That is a big loss. It uh, is. He's been playing better. And Kurt DeLuy and Curtis Siren coming to the bench was simply named through suspension. I'm uh, not sideline with suspension, sorry. Um, loss of hooker for uh, Reed Mahoney brings in Joey Lussick. And uh, Joey Lusick and Will Smith are expected to share the dummy half views. That's a fucking hole losing him in the 80 minute hooker, gone down to two, two players that are struggling. Uh, late bloomer Makahizi Makatoa will make his NRL debut on the bench, while big old Michael Oldfield has been named on the first game on the, of the season. Wow, uh, on the wing with Hayes Dunster dropping back to reserves for that horrible effort. Well, oh, so for that expected, oh, I felt bad for him last weekend. Actually, um, he yeah, had up against that the left hand side for Manly, and uh, so for South Sydney, he's got torn apart. But, yeah, Jesus Christ. Michael Oldfield, he used to play for you guys, didn't he? He's an ex-band. Yeah, you? so
0: I was just reading it. Seagulls are chasing two wins in a season against the Eels for the first time since 2013, which is quite Jesus. surprising. So this, only because I'm a Manly fan, looks like one of those perfect storms uh, for the <laughs> Eels. You've got Clinton Gutherson uh, versus his old team with a contract drummer up in the air. You've got Brad Arthur, an ex-Manly uh, ex coach, an assistant coach, whose position is tenable at the moment. Uh, you've got Oldfield making his debut against a club he used to play against. Club debut. Yeah, uh, club debut. And you've got Reed Marnie for his first game out. So you've got two in there and you're not going to expect much. And you've got a debutant on the bench against the Manly side who's been playing really well, whose only loss was by 12 points to the Storm everything in this says Manly should win this. And then you've got all those things and it feels like, it doesn't feel like, sorry, it looks like one of those games where, you know what, everything's going wrong for Eels, which is why they win. Um, I'm not picking them. I'm picking Manly, obviously. <laughs> but I, I could see myself on Saturday night standing there drinking my beer going, yeah,
1: dang. Um, and you know what? Do you know what? If you guys lose this weekend, Billy might come out of hibernation because he hasn't talked for the last month.
0: No, he hasn't. Um, right. So I've harped on it enough, man. I'm, I'm still at a loss for one position in the manly pack. And then after seeing the guy literally in person today, who I would put in the team, um, you can't even compare them as physical specimens. Holy shit. Um, when I was talking to Sulia, I pretty much said, You've been playing really well, you'll get it cracked soon. I just stopped myself from saying, You should be playing over Parker, <laughs> um, but I didn't. So, I'm still feel um, you. didn't get him on a podcast. Okay. I messaged him, so <laughs> I just didn't have the time to have a, a good chat to him. So, it'd be nice okay. to get a double over um yeah. parramatta and i'm i'm just looking forward to seeing manly in the flesh again it's been
1: so i, I just um years,
0: three years since i've seen them play
1: yeah i just hope you guys can um you guys don't have any hangover for that massive game you played last week i hope you get positives out of that instead of being a bit you know downtrodden i really well, hope so
0: i, I love... you, you
1: earned you earned the score line last week and you earned every all the points you guys got just because how well you guys played
0: I do love a couple of big uh, Manly followers who are also analytics followers, and they've been looking back. Um, The last two times Manly have played Melbourne um, in the last six rounds and lost by less than 12 were the 2008 season and 2011 season, um, both the seasons where uh, we won the premiership. If Storm had belted us, um, it was an early dropout in the finals. Pure coincidence, uh, I, I assure you.
1: <laughs> so okay. Put all your money on Seagulls to win the Premiership. <laughs> uh, next game, you've got Bulldogs versus Warriors. I'm not going to spend too much time on this. $1. thirty-five to Warriors, three twenty-five to Bulldogs. Um,
0: Shortest price for the Bulldogs? Team, we'll
1: have to wait his That's number last number. week. Another week to play his 150 game after he failed to beat a contrary conduct charge. Edward Cosi is likely to come on in for D, uh, for him. Um, Chad Townsend and Wade Egan have both been named on the extended bench, um, but unlikely take taking the field. Ryan James and Corey Horsburgh were at the club for the next two weeks. Jack Everton and Dylan Uff will be missing for the next two games due to suspension. Matt Dory moves into the second row place of Corey Wedell, who drops out of the squad. So what do you got? Horsburgh on the bench, and Ryan James walks in with a big number ten. That's a big front row, wouldn't it? See you, and Ryan James up again. That's massive.
0: Yeah, I you've got like, like two knees between the two of them. I and they like both, the... They both belong to and like,
1: Mangai. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going. I'm going Warriors on this, um, just because I'm, I don't think the Bulldogs have the confidence, but I'm really interested to see um, Horsbury and Adam Elliott on the same team together. That's going to be a bit of fireworks right there, I reckon. Oh, yeah. Uh, the last two weeks,
0: I've tipped against the Warriors and they've won, so I'm going to tip in this week and they'll lose. Yeah. Uh, I think the Bulldogs were good value last week. They, they at least were in the game, albeit against the Tigers, was not it? Um mm. So you can't really read too much into that.
1: Uh,
0: Joe Nolkowal has been taking quite a bit of flack on social media this week um, by Bulldog supporters based on his uh, butterfingers uh, in the last couple of games. Carl Flanagan again on the reserves. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go the Warriors. Um, it, it, I've been watching the Jazz today, Cody Nicarima, uh, little switcheroo with a bit of interest. The Vegas getting less minutes than I expected. Um, if Warriors drop behind early, uh, expect Cody karima to get more minutes. And it's going to see Jermaine Tanua brown back in the side. Still, I, w- I would not have picked him and Katoa to be
1: on the bench just late in the season for this Warriors side, though. Right,
0: Next last game. game. Last game. You've of the got it.
1: Yeah, Newcastle versus Warriors. As far as the ladder goes, this is probably the most important No, Sharks one. versus Knights. Oh, Sharks versus Knights, sorry. Thank you. Um, these guys are ninth and 10th. Newcastle got one game ahead. But like I said, if Gold Coast and Canberra lose to the higher rated teams, Newcastle will be one game in the top eight. Um, and because um, they have to win no matter what, because they've got the worst for and against, they will not get in for and against in this mm-hmm. bit of a logjam. They have to win. But saying that too, good news for Newcastle is that they're the, probably at their strongest squad out of every – what you get with um, Jaden Braley coming back up against his little brother and Blake Braley. Cool. Um, Jaden's actually never lost to Blake, but awesome. Um, so Will Chambers has been dropped. Um, um and Heimelhardt, oh, Newcastle, failed head injury assessment is down for side. side. Um, but Stafford Towers sitting there waiting. Bradman Best has been cleared. And Connor Watson's playing his 100th game. And Newcastle won the last three. Tell you what, though, it's going to be an interesting battle between Kurt Mann and C.S. Sofa Talakai. No, I want Talakai versus Bradman Best. No, I know, but Brad, uh, Best plays... Are, Ramian plays on the right. Yeah, I know.
0: So that's going to be cool. Like Ramian back against the Knights, which will be brilliant. But Talakai versus Bradman Best, come on. And good um, I, I, I am a
1: bit disappointed, like for you as well, because I wish Talakai switched sides, because I'd rather, like, Bradman Best up against him than just be collision for the ages, but Ponga out wide up against Talakai. Poor little Talakai. Unless he get, if he gets hold of Ponga, he'll win. Nah, he's to okay. get hey, hold of Ponga on, first. I, if <laughs> I was a, if I was Josh Hannay, honestly,
0: um, I'd be putting Ramian against Man because I feel that would be a greater um advantage for my team attacking wise, and also no Talakai
1: could run over the top of
0: him easily. Yeah, but Talakai and Best. Um, Can just, I'm not going to say nullify each other, but size wise, hit wise, best isn't best.
1: Best has got better
0: feet. He's got better feet, but the majority of what he does is he gets the edge just enough to run over people still, not so much scoot around people. He's not going to run over Talakai. Ramian's a big fella and he's got pace and strength on man. I reckon he'd just be going down Ramian next to Katoa um, against man and Tuala. That would give the sharks um, points almost every set, especially with Will Kennedy there. But it's probably not going to line up like that.
1: Um, actually, it's it, the, the one interesting thing for Newcastle is number 16. You got Simi Sasagi. He's actually oh, six like six- center. What what what? What? Remember his
0: debut? He got fucking roasted. Yeah, but he's he got up ripped to shreds. He got was that in the yes. and That was you in you, you the
1: Cowboys up in yeah.
0: Townsville, and he got yeah. fucking
1: owned. Yeah, so he, he's coming back on the field. He's coming back. He's having a bit of a run. Um, I,
0: is he going to go straight to the center as a man or drop to the bench as interchange?
1: Like, is I hope uh, um, oh. not, because he, he's actually a 5'8. Remember that. He's a 6. So that's what interests me about Isn't this that what Kurt thing. Mann is? Kurt Mann is a splinter in his ass bench player. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! Sitting on the pine. Okay, so for this one, I'm picking Newcastle. Um, if we win, it'd be a good way to get it in the eight. Good, right step in the right direction. If we lose, um, but Newcastle have to win, but Cronulla have to win more to keep in touch with that eight. Um, the biggest thing I've got against their, their squad is you've got Jake Clifford and Mitchell Pierce versus Connor Tracy and Braden Trindle. Uh, those guys. I think, are really I think
0: that's incredible. what it'll come down to because this is low-key yeah. going to be a pretty funny... I'm not going to say it's going to be a ripper of a game. I'm not going to say it's going to be high quality, but I'm going to say it's going to be damn fun to watch because Kennedy and Ponger both in good form, and... Um, the two wingers for the Sharks, Katara and Mulatalo, run in some form against Tawala and Hunt. So I'd give the edge there to the Sharks. But then you've got Best and Man versus Talakai and Ramian. So Best and Ramian cancel each other out for different reasons. Talakai and Man, I have no idea. Um, Clifford and Pierce obviously have the
1: advantage in the halves. Actually, I think the biggest thing is right here. You've got Britton Nakora versus Tyson Frizzell. Tyson Brazil's on the right. The core is genuinely on the left. Jack Williams is playing second row this weekend. He's a traditional middle forward. He's not quick on his feet. Newcastle's left-hand side with Mitch Barnett, Bradman Best, and Anari Tuala, that's our dangerous side. And if you've got... Bradman Best is next to Homel Hunt. No, he's next to... Um, no, that's not how it's lined up no, it, Oh, it was last weekend He passed that ball That scored that 20 metre try last week I'm just saying that's not how they're lined up this week No, no, no it's, it doesn't matter the numbers It does No, it doesn't Guaranteed Four, it four doesn't. is next extra five every week Three is nah, next to two No nah. So last week That try that two hours scored It was on the left hand side With Best that um putting him over Throwing the last pass Yeah, but didn't you um, have to make You had to make a um. No, that was.
0: Dangerous. Kurt Man no,
1: moved into the right hand side. He was next to Hymer Hunt. He moved onto the wing on the right. Yeah. Brody James came well, into the right. How, the,
0: hand how side. the team list is written out, whoever the center is next so to, whichever school. wing they're next to. It's so they, old
1: school. Is who they go.
0: And, how can, and how can you say Best and
1: Talakai won't verse off each other? Because Talekai, uh, Best is always on the left and Ramian's always on the right. They might change it this week. No. <laughs> um, But Jack Williams up against, with Ponga, Pierce, Best coming at him. I think Newcastle are going to be looking at that as a very big weakness on the edge as far as um, finding a bit of space out wide. I'll say Barnett's a good player. I think you're yeah, overrating his foot speed. No, 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 no. I just think that if Ponga can get outside of Jack Williams once, if they isolate one-on-one, Pong, he'll draw, have to draw in Ramian. Yeah, but you could say the same Kennedy can do that to Frizzell and Barnett as well. Yeah, I, yeah, but I'll, I think the foot speed of Frizzell and Kennedy uh, Barnett, they're genuine second rowers. My point is, Jack Williams is not against Newcastle's strongest side as far as attack goes. But that's, that's all I see. I see Britain and Cora having a great game against Tyson and Frizzell. I reckon that's an epic contest. Being and let's just catchy, say both, and let's just say both interchanges suck, except for clamor. <laughs> and Toby Rudolph at thirteen, I always love, I always love watching that bloke play, no matter what. I'm picking Newcastle. What are you going? I've picked Sharks the last two weeks, and they've lost by two week. Uh, they've lost by two points each week. So you have uh, to go Sharks. It's because we picked the same for everyone. So go Sharks.
0: Can we pick the same. We've never done. Yeah, that. we picked the same. Um, Fine, I'll go the Sharks because they're at home.
1: All right. <laughs> yeah, they're All right. They're close to the that's, ocean. That's the last game of the week. Um, send us in any complaints you got about what Adam said. I, I, no one really complains about what I say. Um, uh, continue to hit subscribe, like and share
0: on any platform you're on. Um, Let's get the name out there. We're getting towards the well, – we are in the pointy end of the season. Good luck for your team this weekend, unless it's Parramatics, versus my Eagles, but no bias here. And, yeah, we'll come at you Monday morning. Bye. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to Six Again. Connect with the show on Twitter, Instagram, and the Six Again website. All links via the show's bio. Be sure to check out Adam's Craft Beer Choice of the Week.